Ever wondered who and what is shaping Luxembourg? This is your Lux Unplugged podcast with your hosts, Adrian and Thierry. Hi, I'm Adrian. Hi, I'm Thierry. Welcome to another episode of the Lux Unplugged podcast. In this episode, you met with Charlotte Peterson, CEO of Lux Aviation Helicopters. Can you briefly tell our listeners what they do? As you will hear during my conversation with Charlotte, Lux Aviation Helicopters operate in a super niche field of the aviation business. Throughout the interview, I realized how discreet they are because they cater to customers with very specific needs. I can surely imagine that it's a very demanding client base and this with very limited time to travel around. Yes, exactly. Also, they are global and mainly operating from Luxembourg. Sounds amazing to me. As our listeners will hear, there are a lot of interesting takeaways from this conversation with Charlotte. But now, without further ado, my conversation with Charlotte Peterson, CEO of Lux Aviation Helicopters. Hi, Charlotte. Hello. Welcome to the Lux Unplugged podcast. Merci. For those who don't know you, uh, can you tell us a little bit more about yourself? Yes. So I was born and raised in Denmark. Today I hold both the Danish passport and the Luxembourgish passports. I started my career in the Air Force in Denmark as a military helicopter pilot, where I was flying search and rescue in the Danish uh, regions. Today I run Lux Aviation Helicopters, which is a global helicopter management company uh, for VVIP helicopters. Um, we specialize in helicopter management in combination with mega yachts. Okay, and for uh, you said you um, you moved um, uh, from Denmark um, uh, to Luxembourg. Uh, did you have any any other countries where you stayed, or did you came from directly from Denmark to to Luxembourg? No, we moved from uh, Denmark in 2006 to Belgium initially to take up uh, a position uh, for NATO. And then after three years, we, um, as a family, moved on to Luxembourg. Okay, okay. And uh, was it a difficult uh, relocation when, when you took the decision? I think the first time you take the decision to move, it's difficult because there are many considerations. I like where I am. Uh, I have my family here. I have my job. I know where to buy the groceries. I know where to go if I want to walk uh, the dog, etc., etc. But once you have tried to move abroad and found out how it is that you manage everything and how you relocate and how you establish a new life, um, the next move is not that difficult mm. because then you're more looking forward to the, the, the new uh, adventures that yeah, are awaiting yeah. you. Yeah. Uh, and why have you made uh, this particular uh, career choice that you're in now? Well, it all came by coincidence. So um, back in the 80s, uh, already 30 years ago, um, the Air Force had an advertisement uh, where that said that you could apply to become a pilot also if you were a woman. Um, the se selection process itself would take one week and at that time I was in high school and I was highly interested in being away from high school for one week. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so actually that's the reason why I applied. Um, in the beginning of the selection week we were probably 100 youngsters uh, taking all the tests and at the end of the week we were only two left. Um, 
so at that time when I left the, um, the, the place where the test was taken and I stepped out of, of the building, there was a whole crowd of journalists waiting for me because it turned out that I was the first woman who had ever passed these tests. So if all went well, I would be the first woman to start the pilots, military pilot uh, education. And after I was then visible in all the newspapers, it was very difficult to say, well, I'm not sure this is really what I want to do. So this is now 30 years ago. Was it frightening or was it exciting? Um, you mentioned when you walked out and you saw the journalists. Um, what, was your, what, what did you think when you, when you saw that? Well, I think I was a typical um, high school teenager with lots of self-confidence mm -hmm. and um, just a lot of uh, interest in everything new. So I just took it as it was, you know, answered the questions, uh, smiled at the cameras. And then it was only, you know, waking up the next morning that I was a little bit, oops, is this really what I want to do? <laughs> but it turned out to that it was a really, really good choice. So the the army and then uh, obviously now in in the private sector. Um, how would you describe your company to our listeners who don't know uh, Lux Aviation? Lux Aviation Helicopters is part of the Lux Aviation Group, which is a global business aviation company which is active in many many different areas. We currently operate 250 plus jets and helicopters around the world uh, on behalf of our clients. Uh, we also operate uh, 2627 uh, FBOs, uh, which is the VIP terminals that you uh, have to use at an airport if you come with a private plane or helicopter. So there's a separate uh, building that you go through and you have your luggage checked and everything, uh, a, a mini um, mini terminal at an airport. Okay. Um, so we have globally around 1,500 employees and our headquarters are here in Luxembourg. Um, so this is also where my office is based. Okay. And um, so over the, what, what we obviously found was over the years, the company has grown substantially via acquisitions. Um, you joined in 2012. Uh, can you can you tell us a bit about this journey from 2012 to today? I definitely can. It's been an amazing journey and a 24-7 job for the last eight years, I would say. Um, so when I joined in 2012, Lux Aviation was a small aviation company in Luxembourg with only four airplanes and 60 employees. Our current CEO, Patrick Hansen, which is well known in Luxembourg for his uh, wonderful ent entrepreneurships and out-of-the-box thinking, um, an impressive career. So he had, after the financial crisis in, in, in Europe, he had seen an opportunity to um, consolidate the business aviation uh, industry. And, um, and start uh, with the, the VIP uh, jet companies and and consolidate this this area of the business. So um, Patrick is out of the finance world and I was out of the aviation world with an in-depth knowledge in regulations and uh, everything you can do within the um, the boundaries of aviation regulations. Um, so it was an interesting match for the project. Uh, we worked day and night together with our fantastic teams of employees and one by one we managed to convince the best business jet operators in Europe to uh, sell their companies to us and we created a group with the obvious goal of getting 
um, the best operators of jets together with the highest reputation in the industry and the best quality and thereby creating um, a group with uh, volume with many uh, jets on board uh, in order to get better prices and better quality for our clients. So um, when we in 2015 acquired ExecuJet, uh, we suddenly became a global company. So we went from a little local company to suddenly being global, dealing with um, with uh, companies in different uh, countries, different cultures, different way of communicating, different hierarchies. And we had to uh, integrate all this into one well-functioning uh, global group. And was it, uh, obviously there were, I assume, quite a lot of challenges then because in, in every country or every region, people work differently. Did that take a lot of convincing to bring all those companies on board as, as one group? Yes, it's all about communication, right? And today where we use more and more emails, there's plenty of places where you can have miscommunication, right? Because most of uh, most of our employees are, have English as second language, right? And that means that one writes an email in English meaning a and the other one reads it in second language English and understands B. And already there you have a potential uh, miscommunication. And so, so it's all about people. It's all about understanding where each company is, where the uh, employees are, what their background are, uh, is and, and make them talk to each other. So that the, the better you handle the people, the better the company will will work okay and uh, so in 2017 was obviously very significant um, for the Luxair Aviation Group Uh, you launched the first worldwide VIP helicopter management company Uh, shortly before this in 2016 uh, you were appointed CEO of Luxair Aviation Helicopters Uh, what have your achievements been uh, so far Yes, 2017 was when we announced that we were also active in the helicopter business. And what have we achieved so far? Well, I would go some steps back. So when Mr. Hansen first asked me to start a helicopter organization, I was not too optimistic. (laughs) I honestly felt it was very complicated, uh, an area with lots of highly professional competition and a very fragmented global picture. So all in all, an area where I could foresee a very difficult journey. Mm. Um, However, I agreed to analyze the uh, worldwide uh, market um, in a project, which in itself was difficult um, because in the helicopter world, there's very little available information about the players, what they do, uh, which assets they have, which areas they are active in. Um, And there's also no public institutions that collect data in this area. It's very fragmented. So, But after a while, we got more or less um, a, a useful picture of uh, what we had. And during this analysis, I discovered an area of interest for our company, which is the very high-end helicopter sector. So this is where you find privately owned or government owned very large VVIP helicopters, which is the very VIP helicopters. Um, I will s- quickly explain why we do this difference in our world. So a VIP helicopter is basically all over the world, a helicopter where there's a passenger seat inside. And it can be 
almost a military helicopter with a passenger seat. And as long as you can fly somebody like in a flying taxi or a, a charter, as we call it, then the operator calls it that they operate VIP helicopters. Okay. But what we operate is truly the helicopters, which with the interior is like a limousine, where you have, uh, or a business jet interior, uh, leather seats, TV, um, coffee table, everything you need on board. So that's the difference. So we operate the VVIP helicopters. Uh, the helicopters we operate, they are often based on uh, mega yachts, or they are requested for usage in different locations of the world, which uh, then again require a lot of coordination and experience, how to get a helicopter on short notice from one end of the world to another and have it flying right after. So 2017 was the year where we acquired a small specialist company in uh, the area, uh, which had 40 years of experience in doing exactly this, operating these high-end helicopters all over the world, um, day and night. Uh, the company is called Starspeed, and they are based in the UK, and they are reporting to me today. So since we acquired them, we have grown the company. Uh, we have almost doubled the results, and we continue to develop all around the world. Um, my greatest achievement so far is probably my fantastic colleagues uh, and uh, wonderful employees in this sector, um, which continue to impress me and constantly deliver the utmost superb service to our clients. And you can imagine these clients and probably not the easiest clients in the world, but my employees in this sector, they are simply amazing. They handle this, they, they step in, they always have a better solution if what the client wished to do is simply impossible. <laughs> then my colleagues, my clients have always a better solution for the client, which is fully uh, safe to do, which is fully okay to do, and which is also possible to do. So um, since we took over the Starspeed company, uh, we have continued to grow, and every employee who joined us when we took them over, they are still there today. So that's my greatest achievement, except for two who retired. Okay. But I'm very proud about this. Okay. So would you, would you say that um, this uh, specific service falls more into a hospitality service because it's all about delivering? Of course, you have to deliver them from A to B, but also deliver excellent customer service because otherwise they might not want to use you again. Fully agree. Fully agree. In, in my specific area, it's all about client service. It's about being able to constantly deliver uh, what the clients expect and more, right? You, you need to have the, the bit more where they can always rely on you to solve anything that comes up, right? So, so our employees, they are selected because they are each and every one of them are managers in this sector. They know exactly what to do, the, um, the, the operational requirements. This is all kind of basic in, in where I am. We have to have the highest standards um, on the operational side. Uh, everything concerning the airplanes, the training, the people we have employed, it has to be spotless and it has to be within regulations. Um, uh, because we work all over the world in different uh, regions of the world, in different um, environments, in different weather, everything ha is very regulated. So all the, the basic operational um, items um, are simply, it's kind of 
there we are already. So what we sell is our service to the clients, that we we are available uh, 24-7. We can always support them. We can always uh, guide them. We give them, uh, bring in the experts. If we have an area where we maybe do not cover as an expertise, an example is we often get, get, uh, questions for to support the client because we deliver all the time then we get questions to support in areas that are completely outside of basically what we do uh, we can get the questions of um, uh, for example um, can you help us in which kind of kind of hangar we shall build for the helicopters so, so we, like we add-on add on add-on add-on service yeah, we, yeah. we are not uh, entrepreneurs in that way we do not uh, go out and build houses but we gather the ones that have the right product for the clients and ensure that they get the right answers. And uh, is that then also based on, on trust that your clients have with the company over the, that, that was built over the years? Yes, it's, uh, it's trust and it's, uh, uh, it's reputation, mm. right? Uh, we do not do a lot of uh, marketing in our area. Pe- the, the clients normally come to us. Okay. Uh, and is that then uh, word of mouth? So that one client says to another client who are in the, uh, let's say, the same wealth, uh, and they say, well, I'm using this company, and they might say, oh, I didn't know. And then they recommend, and that's how you get yes. the business, yes. um, rather than doing actively marketing. Um, yes, we, you, you will not find us in, in too many magazines with, uh, with pictures or advertisement. No, it is uh, word of mouth. Um, and it's also because we are in such a niche area with these uh, helicopters and where they fly that I would say we are one of the only commercial companies in the world doing exactly what we do. And is it a large a large competition out there because you mentioned um it was very difficult to find a lot of information um let's say if if we talk example about uh, passenger uh, aviation um if i want to know how many flights and how many passengers luxair has uh, the information is out there um how much time did that research uh, take until you were satisfied it took some time it yeah? took okay. some time. <laughs> it was not so easy because it was uh, getting information pieces here and there, etc. Yeah. Et yeah. But back to your other question, if there's a high competition out there, well, the helicopter market is very fragmented uh, by the simple uh, reason mm-hmm. that helicopters do not fly very long. Right. I mean, we do not fly 3000 kilometers, uh, at least we need some stops in between. Right. So most helicopter companies are not that large. They are local and they cover the local area. So we are a mid-size helicopter company, I would say, but we cover the world. And this is uh, a task that is quite complicated because if uh, we need to send a helicopter, let's say, to the Caribbean, there are only two solutions to do that. It's either uh, with a cargo plane or it's uh, with, a, uh, with a ship. Um, but just to, f- to have the knowledge on how to do that, that takes some experience, some time. Uh, you need to have the right insurances behind, the right permits, everything. And often our clients do not have time for you to use a month to uh, organize this. It's a matter of, uh, I would like uh, to use my helicopter next week in the Caribbean. And then we deliver. 
Yeah, it's a when do you want it? I want it now. Yes. Kind of. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Okay. Yeah. Right? And then you need to be in the right places and have all the right uh, skills uh, as a company to deliver. Exactly. The excellent and the service. right context. So. Do we have many competitors out there? No, yes, we do, of course, have some competitors, but we tend to work together with our competitors and, and not fight each other. So we help each other. So when we have clients in the New York area, I work with uh, my partners, as I call them there. Mm. So I don't call them competitors. We are partners and they help my clients. When their clients come to Europe, I help their clients here. The same thing for partners we have all around the world uh, that we know that we can... We can call day and night and ask for things that would be otherwise impossible for us to find out our countries. Okay. Yes. Okay. Um, and as this podcast is about business leaders in Luxembourg and as an expat, uh, what do you like the most about Luxembourg? I like that Luxembourg is old-fashioned in, in the good way. Okay. Um, <laughs> I like that people here still treat, treat each other uh, respectfully. And that you, when you step into a uh, elevator in the morning, people say good morning, and you say goodbye when you step out. When you go into the, um, the the bakery, people turn around and say good morning, and you say good morning. Right? This this is um, something that I value. Um, at the same time, I find that Luxembourg is a completely modern country regarding the investment that the government is doing in uh, new technologies uh, and all the support you can get here if you have a good idea. Um, it, this is uh, very special. Um, it's also very special that you have so easy access to the decision takers. Um, in other countries, you cannot just get to the ministers so you cannot get to the um, to the public offices so you can get an appointment in three months from now in in Luxembourg you can have a lunch right and you can talk about some ideas and people are open to to help you on how to do it and they are not immediately where they try to stop you right um, in in other countries you will run into yeah yeah you know uh, uh, many people want to do nice things, but, you know, it's not so easy and blah, blah, blah. Here you have the open mindset and people want to to help you and even the government wants to help you. Um, I also think that you have a very pleasant and open culture which welcomes foreigners um, and it makes us feel at home. Uh, me and my own family, we had only been in Luxembourg for a day or so before our wonderful neighbors came over and opened their doors and invited us in. And within a very short time, we knew the whole family, <laughs> right? And and from us um, coming as a foreigner here, I felt immediately welcomed and it was a wonderful support to get when you're new in a country. Uh, even today, even after so many years, if I have a question, where do I find this or who shall I talk to? Um, people uh, from Luxembourg almost step over each other's feet to help me. Right. And and want to, yes, I know this or you shall go there or let me call. And one, two, three, you are where you want, where, where you asked for, for your question. Right. Mm -hmm. And for someone who is plan would plan to come to Luxembourg, either as a visitor or even uh, to set up a business or to work. Are there any any places you will recommend uh, visiting when, when you're here? Well, I think honestly, I think. The, the whole country is beautiful. 
right? If you, you can go, of course, <laughs> you, you don't go that far, but wherever you go here, it's wonderful. It's a country where everything works, mm. right? Even the roads are nice and, and, and uh, you, you keep it nice and tidy. It looks good. Um, food is good. Restaurants are good. I, I learned as a child that when you traveled to, uh, to countries that had no, um, no coastline, you should not buy fish. Right? You should not buy fresh fish because it would definitely be, be uh, not fresh, right? Coming from a country with kilometers of coastline, right? And here, I mean, you have trucks driving to the coast to ensure that people living in Luxembourg have fresh food, uh, fresh uh, fish in the morning, right? The, the port drivers have been out all night <laughs> <laughs> driving. It, it's amazing. It's wonderful. It's um I'm I'm very impressed. I had a uh, I, I just just a little fun story. I, I I was impressed also yesterday. I had the uh, the tax office calling me to say that they were looking at my tax files and I had forgot to put an item on there <laughs> that I could deduct. Okay. And I found that I I almost had no words because I was like, wow. We paid you. Oh no, you paid us too much. We didn't want to <laughs> yes. give you some money back. <laughs> yes. It was amazing. I was like, are, are, are you aware of how helpful you are? Because I'm a foreigner. I don't know everything I can deduct mm. here. Mm. Right. And, and there are things I miss out on. And he was nice. Yes. He said, you know, I had also filed on the wrong document. <laughs> But then he said that, that he had corrected it for me. What a service. It, it, it just made me smile. It was uh, fantastic. Well, as they say, uh, let's make it happen. Uh, yes. <laughs> um, Charlotte, uh, many thanks for uh, appearing on the on the podcast, and uh, hopefully um, we're going to hear you again uh, soon in one of our episodes. Fantastic. Thank you as well. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Lux Unplugged podcast. Please share this podcast with friends and family, and leave us a review on iTunes. Also, please don't forget to visit our website, luxunplugged.com. And see you next time.